Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first live stream as the Pro-Life Guys podcast. This is a special one today. To kick things off, I want to share something that all of us know. Thanks to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's desire for a majority government, we find ourselves in the midst of yet another election season, and this one only two years after our last federal election. On Monday, September 20. Canadians will go to the polls to the to elect members of Canada's House of Commons to the 44th Canadian Parliament. Now, with current events and with sort of the trajectory of Canadian politics and culture over the last decade, I know there are a lot of social conservatives who have so many questions. Who should I vote for when there seem to be so many terrible leaders in every major party? How can I promote my values and, and promote and, and really help get good politicians in power uh, and do work this election season that will actually make an impact, that will actually make a difference? Or should I just sit this one out and spoil my ballot? My name is Peter. I'm the host of the Pro-Life Guys pod, podcast. And with me again, as with every episode, is my good friend and wonderful co-host, Cam. How are you, sir? I am doing very well. Thank you to all of you who are tuning in live and for all of you that are going to tune in um, after we're done this live recording and, and, and see how to make an impact in this upcoming Canadian federal election. Um, and, and as you mentioned, Peter, this is something that is on the top of a ton of people's minds. How, if at all, can I impact this upcoming election with my social conservative views? And Peter, you and I have talked about a lot of things, but this is obviously a little bit outside of our area of expertise. And so we've brought in a good friend and colleague of the movement, Scott Hayward, the co-founder of Right Now, a national political pro-life organization committed to nominating and electing pro-life politicians who are going to make things happen in Canada. They've done phenomenal work. Um, getting people elected, like I said, getting them nominated, and then even working with them once they're in parliament or in legislative assemblies if they're on a provincial level. Scott, the million-dollar question, I want to throw your way, the big ticket going into this federal election that I'm sure is on the top of the minds, as I mentioned, for a lot of social conservatives. What can we do as pro-lifers to make an impact this election? Is, is there anything to do? Is it something that we just throw up our hands and wait for the next election? What do we do this election cycle? Well, uh, great question, Cam, and thanks for having me on. I didn't realize uh, when you guys invited me on that this would be your first live stream. So <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I feel very honored. And if at some point, if I could get uh, one of those Pro-Life Guys t-shirts, if I can buy one of those, uh, Cam, I think that would be, uh, I really like to do that. So yeah, great question. What can pro-lifers do in this election? Well, it's the same thing like any other election cycle. And one of the things I recommend to uh, Canadian pro-lifers here is to separate kind of American politics from Canadian politics. So in the United States, everyone across the country votes for uh, the president of the United States through the Electoral College. Well, in Canada, we don't vote for the prime minister. The House of Commons determines the prime minister. You vote for your individual member of parliament. There are 338 seats in the House of Commons, which means that there are 338 elections happening simultaneously across the country for each and one of those seats. That's why they call it a general federal election. So if you don't like Justin Trudeau or you don't like Jagmeet Singh or you don't like Aaron O'Toole, unless you live in one of those ridings, unless you live in Burnaby South, uh, Papineau or Durham, respectively, those are the leaders' ridings, you're not actually going to vote for or against the leader. You can only vote for the people that are running as candidates in your riding. And so 
regardless of where the leaders of the major political parties stand in Canada, there are a number of pro-lifers running for a variety of political parties in your local riding. And so that is our greatest encouragement is to find out who your local candidates are. We can help with that. So if you are with our organization uh, right now and our, our website is uh, it starts right now.ca. If you're not with us, sign up there. Let us know um, what your uh, address is so that our uh, handy dandy um uh, database can automatically link you to your federal riding. We will let you know within the next week or so who your pro-life options are in this election. So there are a good number of pro-lifers running across the country in the hundreds. And it's important that we get as many of those people elected to the House of Commons as possible so we can build toward that pro-life majority in this election, just like we did in the last one. Gotcha. Thanks a ton on that, Scott. And I think that's important to recognize that, that over not only the lifetime of your organization right now, as you mentioned, but also other pro-life um, political groups, there has been a, a tremendous number of pro-life uh, members of parliament and hopeful members of parliament out there that you guys work very hard on for their nomination campaigns and whatnot. Just quickly, again, if you could mention for the listeners who are tuning in where they find you guys more information and what they can find on your website. And then I'll dive into a little bit more of a, a political question, but, but just repeat again the website and what kind of information they can find there and what kind of information they can get connected to by joining your mailing list. Yeah, so the website is www.itstartsraynow.ca. And if you click on uh, the join, like the very first thing you'll see is a, is a join function. And if you join and you let us know specifically where you live, then you're gonna receive an email from us uh, with a pro-life recommendation for the way that we recommend that you vote from the pro-life perspective in your specific riding for the upcoming election on September 20th. We do not publish a list on our website of who all the pro-life candidates are uh, for the sole reason that we don't want our pro-abortion uh, opponents to know which ridings that we target. So just like how a political party will not publish, you know, their list of target seats, we don't publish our target seats either. But if you're within our organization, we have your contact information, and we know where you live, you're going to receive a communication from us um, with a recommendation on uh, how we recommend that you vote in your riding. Gotcha. I'm going to follow that up with with another one that I, I think makes a uh, a ton of sense, and I'm sure it's on the top of the, the mind for a lot of people. So you mentioned there, there are hundreds of good quality candidates out there. I'm fortunate enough to be living in a riding with one of those candidates um, here in Calgary Shepherd. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have done anything with, with the MP here, but I, I know that from a lot of people that I've spoken to either at pro-life conferences or even on, on street corners and on doorsteps, there's a, a major question about the freedom of um, different candidates to actually be able to vote their conscience, say that I've got a really strong pro-life candidate, are they actually going to be able to do anything pro-life once they get into parliament? This kind of thing, Aaron O'Toole, for example, has made it abundantly clear that he is very supportive of abortion. Um, and, and I think there's some degree of concern that a conservative member of parliament, for example, would not actually be able to act pro-life, as it were, if they got into parliament. Is that true? What do people need to know particularly with regards to the Conservative Party of Canada, and then we'll start touching on some of the other parties that are probably on the radar for some people here as well. 
Yeah, so that's a good question. So each political party has uh, different policies regarding uh, what we call free votes in the House of Commons. That means that an individual member of parliament belonging to a particular political party is free to vote according to their conscience on a variety of different uh, pieces of legislation. So um, with the Liberals, um, they are not free to vote on uh, bills regarding assisted suicide. That is directly in their policy. Uh, the current leader has said that ever since uh, he's become leader, so that's Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, that no uh, candidate for, no new candidate for the Liberal Party of Canada is allowed to be pro-life. Anyone who was a candidate before uh, Justin became leader, they are allowed to vote pro-life if they so wish. Uh, very few do. John McKay is one of the very few ones. He neither votes uh, pro-life, but nor does he vote pro-abortion. He usually abstains uh, during Justin's leadership on that. The NDP uh, is a bit of reverse. They have a policy saying that if you are a member of parliament, uh, part of the NDP, you cannot vote for pro-life legislation regarding abortion. However, on assisted suicide, uh, their party policy is officially silent. And actually the NDP voted against uh, Bill C-7, which was the latest uh, assisted suicide law that uh, greatly expanded uh, their criteria for assisted suicide because they were concerned about a bit of a slippery slope, which is kind of odd to talk about that in the context of the NDP. When it comes to uh, the Conservatives, they have free votes on both questions. So it doesn't really matter if Aaron O'Toole is uh, pro-life or not. What matters is that the Conservative Party of Canada's policy stance is that there are free votes when it comes to the issues of conscience, such as specifically, it states this in the party policy, on abortion and assisted suicide. So if you do have a pro-life conservative candidate who is either running for re-election, they have a 100% pro-life voting record of which there are several dozen that do, something like 80 uh, conservative MPs or 80 plus conservative MPs have a 100% pro-life voting record, or you have a new uh, conservative candidate who hasn't been elected yet, uh, but we have gone through our vetting process, um, then that we would encourage you to vote for, for those candidates because they're likely going to be the most winnable pro-life candidates in those ridings. One other thing I should note is that uh, for the last election, the 43rd general election in 2019, everyone that went through our vetting process and told us that they would vote pro-life and got elected did in fact vote 100% pro-life. So we can take some, uh, we can put some confidence into our vetting process a little bit. I'm not guaranteeing everyone that that would be the case going forward, uh, but we can put a little bit of confidence in that. So when it comes to the, to the major political parties um, outside Quebec, that's kind of the lay of the land for the time being. Perfect. I know Kim has another question on some of the other political parties, the sort of minor ones. But before we get there, so of course we're going to vote. We're going to go to the polls on September 20 or perhaps do the early voting uh, if that's uh, available and we're able to do that. But is there anything else I can do that's effective that will make a difference? So for example, I had someone show up at my door yesterday and drop off a piece of literature. Uh, is that effective? Is that something I can do? Let's say I'm, I want to do more than just vote I want to support my my uh, pro-life candidate. What else can I do? What other, you know, um, just what else can I do when I'm on the streets and having conversations that will really help support that candidate? That's a great question, Peter. You must be a pro-life activist or something uh, <laughs> with a question like that. Yes, uh, in addition to voting, which is the absolute minimum that we as pro-lifers should do when trying to elect pro-life candidates is actually get out there and knock on doors. So we've provided a... Um, a presentation that we did slightly before this election 
Um, what does that look like and what does that mean and how does that happen? It's, it's really quite simple, it's really quite easy. Training is provided and is by far the most effective and efficient use of a pro-lifer's time if they wanna take that extra step, which I encourage everyone watching this to do, um, to get pro-lifers elected into the House of Commons. So um, if you have a, uh, a pro-lifer going out knocking on doors at least one shift a week, and one shift is about three hours during a six week uh, campaign, that one pro-lifer alone can find an extra 50 votes for that pro-life candidate. And so I'm not saying that they're going to identify 50 people, period, but they're going to identify on average an extra 50 people that will say, yes, I will uh, vote for the candidate that you are campaigning for. So our goal for our organization is to support these pro-life candidates who are running for election or re-election and try to find them 20 weekly uh, pro-life door knockers that can go out there because with 20 pro-lifers going out once a week, uh, between the 20 of them, they should identify at least a thousand extra votes for that pro-life candidate. And when it comes to really tight ridings, which there are plenty of, and those are the ones that we're targeting, that's often the difference between a candidate winning or losing. Uh, last time, uh, we helped uh, several candidates uh, right across Canada, and there were a few of them that won by a very, very small margin. So one of them was out in uh, in um, the greater Vancouver area, Metro Van, and she won by 153 votes. Um, and out of, you know, 40,000 or 50,000 votes cast, you're talking fractions of a percentage point. 150 votes, like that's three extra pro-lifers that went and knocked on doors for her. And we had a far more than three pro-lifers knock on doors for her. So that's the kind of impact that you can make. Funnily enough, and the riding over, um, there was a, a pro-life candidate who was running and uh, he got a little scared because of the media pressure. And he contacted my colleague, Alyssa, and said, you know what, I don't think I want any extra uh, right now uh, supporters knocking on doors for me. I'm too scared of the media. So we said, fine. We shifted them over to the other riding. So the other riding where we shifted them over, she won by 153 votes. He lost by 150. Um, so pro-lifers can make a difference both in a positive way for pro-life candidates and in a negative way as well for candidates uh, that might not be pro-life. That is super helpful to to be aware of. And and again, I, I can't um, reiterate that enough, the importance of getting out there and helping your local pro-life candidate. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, Scott, for those writings where either the conservative candidate is not pro-life or maybe they are pro-life, but weekly pro-life. In, in recent years, we've seen the emergence of several different political parties that may also feature pro-life candidates, whether it's the, the Christian Heritage Party, whether it's the, the PPC party or Derek Sloan's new party. I'm curious if and when it ever makes sense to vote for one of those parties. In, in your mind, what kind of conditions would there need to be for it to make sense to divert a vote towards one of those candidates? Um, and when does it not make sense to divert a vote towards one of those candidates, I guess? That's a really great question. So our organization at right now, we're a political pro-life organization, like you mentioned at the beginning. So our focus is solely on nominating and electing pro-life politicians federally and provincially across Canada. So our goal as an organization isn't to elect a Conservative Party of Canada majority in the House or a Liberal Party majority in the House. Our goal is to elect a pro-life majority in the House of Commons, regardless of political party affiliation. So what we encourage our supporters to do is to always vote for their most winnable 
pro-life candidate. Oftentimes that could be a pro-life conservative candidate, but it isn't all the time. So if you live in a riding such as I do, where your uh, conservative candidate is not pro-life, then you go kind of go down to the list and say, okay, who is the most winnable pro-life candidate? Even if they are only polling at, you know, like five, six, 7%, uh, for me and what we encourage, like that is where your vote should go. Now, in my case, I don't know if my People's Party of Canada candidate is pro-life in my riding yet or not. Uh, I'm waiting to find out. But if he is, he's gonna get my vote. Now he's polling around, you know, kind of five, six, seven percent. So I'm probably not going to spend my time door knocking for him. He might be a great guy and everything. But what I am going to do is get in my vehicle and drive a half hour to a few other different ridings where there is a pro-life candidate that is winnable and in a tight swing riding where that extra few hours of door knocking every week actually is going to make a difference to build up toward that pro-life majority in the House of Commons. So uh, not every candidate who's running for the People's Party of Canada is pro-life. We are vetting all of them as we go through. This week is our last week of vetting. Um, every candidate who runs for the Christian Heritage Party has to be pro-life. So that way you know that they are going to be pro-life. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the most winnable pro-life candidate in that riding. Um, and for Derek Sloan, I don't believe that he was able to get his political party up and running in time. Today, as uh, we're recording this, is August 30th, and at 5 p.m. local time for all the different returning offices in the 338 ridings across Canada, it is the deadline today at 5 p.m. to have your forms filled out and have your signatures to Elections Canada to be on the ballot. So unless uh, Derek Sloan is able to get a party kind of magically put together by the end of the day today. Uh, I don't think there will be any true North candidates or, or, or anything like that. So he might have a few different independents running across the country. I know he's intending to run in Banff Airdrie. His wife is intending, uh, intending to run in his old riding out here in Ontario and Hastings, Laddings, Addington. So, you know, we'll go through the process just like we do with any other candidate. But that's kind of the um, the logic tree, if you will, that we recommend people doing. Who's your most winnable pro-life candidate? Um, do they have a shot at winning? And and for example, for for like you, uh, Cam, out there in, uh, in Calgary Shepherd, Tom Kimmich has a 100% pro-life voting record. I love Tom very dearly, but um, Tom is probably going to win his riding with a relatively large margin. So in those instances, I would recommend, Cam, if you wanted to do something above and beyond like Peter was talking about, maybe pick up the phone and make some phone calls into a riding um, outside of your riding, outside of the Calgary area, to a pro-life candidate who's running in a really tight swing race um, where they actually have a shot at winning. So it's very important that we as pro-lifers, I think very strategically and very logically on where we're going to not only place our votes, but also what we're going to do with our time, if we're going to invest any time into this election. Hmm. Perfect. That is really, really helpful, Scott. Thank you so much for that. And for those of you who are listening, perhaps you've been discouraged, perhaps other people around you are, perhaps you just did not know what to do during this election season. This is your video. We want to encourage you to share this with as many people as possible. Share it across your social media platforms, share it on your WhatsApp chats, share it on your Signal chats, wherever it is that you connect with people mm -hmm. and uh, watch it over the dinner table, whatever it might be. And share with people how they can get involved in this election, how they can go door knocking, get people out to vote and hopefully make that difference in those ridings where there are very tight races. If you want to learn more about Scott and right now, you can visit their website, www.itstartsrightnow.ca. 
www.itstartsrightnow.ca. They will be able to connect you with information on the candidates in your riding and help you out as well, just to equip you, connect you with groups as well in your area. If you want to go out and be active, get involved and, and hopefully, uh, you know, do uh, make a positive impact for the election. I have to do this one plug as well, because uh, Scott, you did mention Cam's t-shirt. We just got some new merch here. Like Cam's got his shirt there showing it proudly. There you go. Uh, we have two more designs as well as long uh, as well as some other merch that is coming down the tube. So if you want that merch, if you want to check out what else we have, you can do so by checking our website, prolifeguys.com. Prolifeguys.com is our website under the, I think it's the shop tab or the merch tab. I'm not 100% sure. So, uh, but more importantly right now, get this video out to your friends. Uh, get the audio out to your friends if you're listening on your podcast catcher and uh, and do what you can this election season to make the difference and to have that positive impact on the election and for your candidates. Thank you so much for tuning in, Scott. Thank you so much as well for taking the time and joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.